Coming up, we're talking about old people running on train tracks, and we have our first guest. Running is bullshit. Hello, bullshitters, and welcome to episode three of Running is Bullshit. My name is Stuart Harding. And I'm Amy Genders. And today we're back again to talk about how shit running is. Uh, Amy, what have you been up to since last time? Well, you know, I was just in Switzerland, just casually in Switzerland. That's why this episode is late, yeah? Yeah, I was there for work. Okay, Stuart put on Twitter that I was there on holiday. I just want my employees to know I wasn't there on holiday. I was there for work and I was doing work, but I did go for some runs. I did say you were there like a big deal and you were like, oh no, it's for work. Oh, my work sends me to Switzerland like I'm not a big deal. I got sent to Abigail last week. You went to Switzerland. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, so I was in Switzerland, I was in Lugano, which is absolutely beautiful, near the um, Italian border. So, yeah, I did a few runs. It was quite, uh, well, our Airbnb was basically up in a mountain, so it was a lot of elevation. Um, And one day I ran to Italy, so that was great. That's pretty good. Not every day you can say, oh, I ran to Italy this morning. Uh, I couldn't go into Italy because uh, Switzerland isn't in the EU. Yeah. So, taste of things to come for hard border. So, Brexit. you didn't actually run into Italy? I ran to Italy. I got to the border. There was lots of police around there. And I thought, you know, running towards a border yeah. may look a bit suspicious. Yeah. So, I just, I could see Italy and I was on the edge. And I took like a screen cap on my Google Maps to show like the border and where I'd run to. And then I just ran back. So, so you, you ran near Italy? I, I ran near Italy. I could see it. Yeah, I got to the customs. And I didn't take my passport with me either. And I was a bit worried about getting back in, back into Switzerland. But yeah, I, I'd like to say that I ran to Italy. You kind of did, not <laughs> I did, I did. I ran to the border. I, I ran to Italy. Fine. <laughs> uh, my arse still hurts. I'm going to talk about that more. Well, it's kind of my hamstring. I like to say an arse, though, because it's funnier. Mm. Um, it's just that it kind of got better a bit. I thought, oh, that's quite good. And then I ran too fast, and then it hurt again, because I'm an idiot. That's the thing. It's elite training when you just you just run too fast, and then you, you know... No, it's not, <laughs> it's not that elite, to be honest. Um, and also, I should mention another nice tea we're drinking this week oh, during yes. this episode. This is some Blue Lady tea. It's black tea and orange, lemon, and hibiscus. Are you enjoying it? It's nice. It's apparently got the same amount of caffeine in it as coffee. Yeah, the, the tin is very keen to make that yeah. clear. Look look at all the caffeine we've got. Look how cool we are. And Blue Lady sort of sounds like a ghost, doesn't it? Does it? Uh, yeah, yeah, like the Blue Lady. Oh, don't go into the house. It's haunted by the Blue Lady. Okay, well, there you go. There's the, there's the tea update that I know everyone has been waiting for. Yeah, it's, it's now a tea cast. Tea is bullshit, except it's not bullshit. It's fantastic. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, do you know, actually, doing an episode every two weeks is kind of good, because doing it every week would be a lot of work. But waiting two weeks is a really long time. I thought you were going to talk about tea then, so I thought it was like, every week I'd have to have a new tea every week. That would be okay. (laughs) But two weeks is a long time to wait for a podcast. It is, it is. People are bothering us, not bothering us. Um, (laughs) No, they are. are. They're nagging us on Twitter saying, when's the next podcast? And just be patient. This sort of, uh, you know, artistry takes some time. It absolutely does. And some of us have to go on holiday to Switzerland. I was not on holiday. (laughs) Here's the big thing everyone wants to know about. Chafing updates. Yes. Chafe alert. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll be glad to know my nipples are fine. I've had two weeks of excellent nipples. Hashtag protect the nipple. Hashtag protect the nipple. We did have some responses to last week's chafing update. Remember to always keep sending them in. Um, Jess, she said she's had worse chafing from 120 miles on a bike in the rain. However, she didn't give more details of what kind of chafing that... Amy, have you got any ideas? 
of what kind of chafing she might be experiencing there? Well, um... Have you got any insights? No. Uh, no. I don't because I don't really want to think about it. So I, I, I don't have any insights. 120 miles in the rain on a bike. Yeah, I guess I could imagine, but I don't want to. So no, I don't have any insights. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, we move on to something even better. Um, we did mention before how a friend of ours got chafing in a butt crack. And I said, I wasn't sure if that scabbed or not. She did confirm it did scab. Which has led me to the wonderful phrase that I've been... It's been in my head for two weeks. Scabby butt crack. Oh, God. This is the other band. We had... What was it? Scabby nipple, was yeah. it? Yeah. That could be the name of the first album. Just try, try saying it out loud. It's very satisfying. Scabby butt crack. Scabby butt crack. That's lovely. It's quite musical. <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. That's why it should be like a, a band name. In my head, it's like, Oh, you, scabby, scabby butt crack. Scabby, scabby <laughs> butt crack. We love you. And our scabby, scabby butt crack. Scabby, scabby butt crack. Loves us too. It's hard to say, but it's worth it. <laughs> thank you so much for that yeah please keep sending them but not to me send them to Stuart like, direct them DM them to Stuart because I do not want to hear them it's bad enough I have to hear them on the podcast but I don't want to be DM'd them either Scabby be crack <laughs> yeah send us uh, stuff on Twitter at runningisbs also on last week's podcast we talk about women's stuff and yeah. we basically solved gender inequality in running so good yeah. work Amy yeah yeah I, I, women are going out and running at midnight you know um, they're, they're fearless now. Yeah. Everything's been solved. It's all it's all fine. Go yeah. out and run at midnight. You're you're perfectly safe. We did have an immediate impact. There's mm-hmm. been a couple of uh, races in the last few weeks reported on the BBC. One, for example, said Ailish McCorgan wins the Great South Run on her debut. That was the headline. Nothing about the men. And also, Mary Catani reclaims women's title as Lalisa de Sisa wins men's race. So then straight away, as we said, usually there's always the men in the headline. Mm-hmm. Two races there, women in the headline. I think that was a direct result of our podcast. I it, think so. It's too much of a coincidence for it I mean, not to be. Coincidences don't just happen, do they? I think Bobby was listening, and Bobby was like, "Well, she's probably got yeah. a lot of sway." Yeah, up I there in Apple, so. you know, because yeah, they've got yeah. a lot of influence yeah. there. They'll be saying to the BBC, "Look, if you don't start sorting your news out, yeah. we're not going to put forth thought at the top of the podcast ratings or whatever." Yeah. You know, don't advertise other podcasts. <laughs> other podcasts are available. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some excellent comments as well from people last week uh, responding to some of these one here from Steph who says I'm throwing in my women's issues gripe unsolicited running advice from middle aged men who ran a 10k once who live off a diet of digestive biscuits and other people's holiday sweets but definitely know better than you because you have a vagina and she says in fact just do a whole podcast on bellends which we kind of are yeah yeah. I mean if you know any running bellends we'll happily talk about them yeah yeah I can it's sort of like mansplaining on the level of running or or the best one is people who don't men or women who don't exercise at all but tell you how bad your knees are going to be yeah oh it's bad if your knees and my knee is bad but (laughs) so I can't really I have no sort of rebuttal for that they're like oh running will ruin your knees I'm like yeah it has but you, you know in the main running's actually quite good for your knees but these people seem to think that they know much better than you Holly said yes and those awful gym men who approach you with tips when they have no idea what you're training for or recovering from a week or so after the treadmill challenge a man told me I should be upping my weight uh, for context people don't know and Holly she ran 91 miles in 24 hours on a treadmill and then a week later was in the gym told, someone told her she should be upping her weight nah Wow. <laughs> Why were you even in the gym? Oh my God. She's mental. I think we should get her on to talk about that at some point. Yeah. Not oh, for yeah. a while though, because she keeps asking to come on. I keep saying no. <laughs> so I think we can string her along for a bit yet. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. 
Shona says, don't even get me started. And then she got started. She said, especially after this weekend's race, the men all get to start first and therefore finish first. So get their pick of the finisher hoodie sizes, leaving the women with the choice of XL, which is a tent, or extra small, which is a child's age 10 to 12. Uh, she said, add that to the whole you're an iron woman. No, I actually entered an iron man, so therefore I am an iron man. Why should I be called an iron woman? You know my feelings. Did I speak about my feelings on the t-shirt stuff last week? I can't, uh, the other week, I can't remember now. But that whole thing of like, if you're a woman trying to get a raised t-shirt that actually fits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and yeah, if the men finish first, who are all going to be like size small, they're going to take all those ones first. Uh, yeah, if you think perhaps for hoodies and things like that, exp- expensive items like that as well, you think you'd reserve a certain number because they yeah. know how many they need to have, surely, because yeah. when you enter the race, you say what size you want. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they should know how many to have and yeah. should hold some back maybe yeah yeah i think so or just do two different t-shirts one for men one for women i don't yeah i don't get it especially but. something like iron man she's talking about there because it costs about 500 quid to enter i was gonna say like a lot of the big half marathons and marathons and stuff are really expensive yeah. yet you get to the end and you can't even have a t-shirt in your size which you have paid for it's not a free t-shirt yeah. it's not like a prize <laughs> it's you've paid for that t-shirt yeah. as part of your entry and that's the other bit that confused me, the second part there. It's called Iron Man, so she wants to be called Iron Man, but people say Iron Woman, but it's called Iron Man, but she thinks it should be Iron Man. And I just kind of, I'm just not sure in my head. It kind of feels, calling it Iron Man just feels wrong to me because there's women doing it, because everything else that's called man, that's for both things now, are, are gen- both things, both genders, um, are generally non-gendered now. So yeah. I, I, I'm just, I, you see, I'm tying myself in knots in my head. I see what you mean. Like, you don't say policeman anymore. No. You say, like... What do you say? <laughs> Police person. Police officer. Police officer. That's the go. one. That's the one. <laughs> you can see I don't have many dealings with the police. No. Um, I suppose maybe you could say it's like mankind. Like, you know, yeah. Iron Mankind. You know, referring collectively to um, to mankind. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say about Iron that. person. Shona's done two Iron Mans. Um, she can tell me what to do on that. She, yes. I will happily take my lead from her. Yep, yeah, if she wants to be called Iron Man... More than happy to. Shoney, you're an Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. <laughs> That's a song, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My bullshit of the week, something I've seen recently. I need to get this uh, mm-hmm. screenshot back up again. Something that kept being advertised to me last week on Facebook for the Sierra Leone Marathon. Okay, fair enough. I do a lot of running. You'd think I might do something like that. Okay, fine. Uh, Let me read you the advert. It says, When does a runner become a rock star? Only at the Sierra Leone Marathon. With waves, cheers, and high fives all along the route, you'll never feel more like a celebrity. Made all the sweeter knowing the positive impact that your run is having for these children's lives. Now, the photo on there as well is a guy running along, white guy, uh, doing the race, uh, high-fiving a load of kind of black children at the side of the road. Which does suggest to me quite a lot of a kind of a white saviour thing going on there. You can go to Africa, have a lovely time and adventure, but you can help out people while you're there. (laughs) By not doing anything constructive, by just having a nice time and doing a race. But they'll give some of your money to, I think it's a children's charity, Street Child. Which is, of course, a good thing. But it's that thing of having a reward, having a good time and an experience in exchange for helping. Yeah. Yeah. wouldn't it be nicer just to help there's some yeah there's something about these sort of things that make me feel very uncomfortable yeah. like you're saying like this sort of imagery that goes along with it as well it's just 
makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's kind of all, you know, here's all the little local children, very excited to see the white yeah. man. You all can, perhaps you can feel his hair and, you know, it's just, it just, yeah. Maybe it's... donate your race fee, your entire race fee to a charity. That either. would be nicer. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that just made it, me feel a little... It's sort of like the, um, when they started the marathon in the capital city of North Korea. And it's just, it it would make me feel really uncomfortable. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, is it? Pyongyang. Pyongyang, yeah. Last few years, they've had a marathon there, and wow. it's open to um, foreigners. So you can go. Obviously, with North Korea, you have to go through very specific tour yeah. companies. I mean, there's a couple of reasons why I wouldn't go to North Korea. Of course, couple, yeah, there's a couple. Just a couple of reasons. Yeah. Uh, firstly, you never know whether you're going to get back out again. Yeah. You know, it's very, um, yeah. But the other thing is, like, there's obviously North Koreans lining the route. But I get the impression that they probably wouldn't want to be lying the route, but they've no. got no... Everything's like a performance, isn't yeah. it? That's the nature of North Korea. So I'd feel very uncomfortable. And if you go on YouTube and just search like North Korea Marathon, there's some really interesting vlogs that people have done of going. Yeah. And they'll say, oh yeah, it's fantastic, it's great. But there's just something really strange and makes me feel quite uneasy about it. Yeah. Like you say, it's lots of white people. There are um, some North Koreans and some South Koreans running in it, but it's mainly like um, Americans, British, European people going over there so they can sort of see North Korea yeah, and experience it but it's kind of what it feels in Sierra Leone thing it's a bit of poverty tourism yeah yeah it's absolutely bizarre and you know that it's the people there are so exploited and you're sort of supporting that by going over there and giving money to the government and things like that so yeah that sort of thing it's definitely not something I'd want to partake in no. <laughs> so our our podcast hot take of the week is North Korea is bullshit <laughs> wow Oh, I hope we're really got, we're really getting to the big issues now, aren't we? Oh God, about, we, this is yeah, it's getting a bit political. About time. <laughs> as long as we don't start talking about Russia, it's fine. <laughs> exciting news! We've had tweets. Hey. It's exciting, isn't it? At running is BS. Give us a tweet. Uh, we've had a couple of tweets from Matt Barton telling us about things that are bullshit, which we like. We'll have more of that, please. Matt Barton underscore. Obviously, Matt Barton was taken. That's a shame. Um, race anxiety is bullshit. Mm. He says he's run approximately a million half marathons, there or thereabout, about a million. Mm. And yet, I still wake up at four o'clock this morning, anxious about Sunday's race. Will I get there in time? Will there be toilets? Better than a squalid porter cabin, etc., etc. I think we can do a whole episode I on races. I think that will be an upcoming thing around races and preparing for a race and race experience and how to time going to the toilet exactly 10 minutes before you need to get in your pen yeah. and all that, which is very tricky. Yeah. Uh, he also said, getting a few miles out into the countryside and then getting a non-negotiable need for a big shite is bullshit. <laughs> Um, I counter this by saying it's much, much better than getting a few miles out in the city and needing a big shite. I mean, there's pros and cons, because in the city, you're never too far from a Starbucks. You know, they're like, rat, you know, they say you're only so many feet from a yeah. rat in London. So, unless it's those Starbucks where you need a code and stuff, and then, you you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but I can see the countryside, you know, a nature poo. I've never, I mean, let me think. No, I've never needed to poo on a run yet. I've no. I've been very close yep, and yep. I've had to run home very quickly. You've never done the one sock run back. I've never done a one sock run. Well, I always wear a headband or a buff. <laughs> so that's, for me, that would kind of uh, help. It would be less obvious. It happened to me very recently, actually. Uh, after a run, went for food and then decided to run home the long way. Yeah. And all the way home, I was running with someone and she needed to throw up. So obviously I helped by trying to make her laugh. Yeah. as much as possible to make her throw up because it would have been funny so I could have videoed it but then as soon as she got to her house and I had to run home then I needed a poo and I ran home very quickly 
Yeah. I went from like six and a half minute Ks to four and a half it's minute Ks. It's a delicate Ks. balance though. If you do increase your yeah. pace, sometimes that can make things worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I was, because yeah, I knew the way home. So I was in my head, I was like, okay, I know this stretch, there's bushes by the side. So if I need to, I can. But then this bit, I've got like 400 yards without anything. So I need to go quick through that bit, slow during those bits. Tweeters, if you've ever shit yourself on a run. Yes, please do. We'd love to hear those stories. Because I've never done it myself. I've never witnessed anyone do it. But from what I read on like Reddit, it happens all the time. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been lucky with that one so far. I've done plenty of wheeze on runs. That's that's fine. That's yeah. normal. <laughs> but I haven't pooed yet. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Amy, it's the favourite part of the show now. It's time for... Bullshit running news. <laughs> yeah, this the, the multi-talented Dr. Amy Genders. <laughs> Giving us the bullshit running news theme tune. Yay, which changes every week. You need to vote for your favourite. Okay. So what's the first one that you've spotted this week? First bit of bullshit running news. Oh, this is about ASICs. If you're on Twitter, or is the conversation happening on Facebook as well? Probably. I've mainly seen it on Twitter. But they've been posting um, some sort of promotional videos and pictures uh, where they've got what I understand are models in mm-hmm. to model their gear and stuff. Um, I mean, that's kind of an issue on its own. So, yeah, there's that two issues. To start. So the first bit is the models. So they're all, as you'd expect models to be, very, very skinny, um, conventionally attractive, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being skinny and conventionally attractive. Well, no, of course. <laughs> but I suppose the issue that people had is that there was quite a few of them, wasn't there? There's was quite a few of them in this shot. and it's Yeah, and it very much wasn't like, here are some people running mm. with our ASICs gear on. It mm. was, we've teamed up with elite models yeah. to advertise our new range. So they've really made an effort to get people that look better than everyone else yeah, to yeah. model their stuff. Yeah, I, I think um, people have taken issue with that because, you know, running's for everyone. And I think it's such a contentious issue because you could say, well, yeah, of course they're going to get models in to model their gear to model their clothing to model their shoes or whatever um but i think why it's such a big issue is it's such like a push in the running community to say that running is for everyone and it doesn't matter what size what shape you are um what gender you are what race you are that running is for everyone all you need is your body and that's it so i think that's why there's been such a big backlash because it's sort of feeding into this elitist notion that you have to be really skinny and you have to be white and you have to be you know look a certain way in order to be a runner and in order to be accepted in the running community because I think that's the thing like people are, don't want to go to races or join clubs because that's often what we hear at our club is that people don't want to join because they think everyone's going to be really elite mm-hmm. or everyone's going to be like really super skinny and, and look a certain way and that's not reality like running clubs you see all sorts of different people and at races you'll see all sorts of different people that's what's great so I think that was one of the issues is around the um the elite, the elite models, and you say elite runners, elite yeah. models. So that's kind of the subtle one. What's yeah. the really obvious one you think uh, they should have spotted? The great one is, uh, was it a video? It was video yes. and images, wasn't it? Yeah. So there's videos and images of these runners running on a railway line, running on a train track. Yeah, not even a disused one. Apparently perfectly not. neat, tidy, shiny rails. Yeah, yeah, Clearly yeah. is in use. Yeah, Yes. And not just running it. There was a series of promotional shots of like some men running down it very dramatically. With you know, it's it's a nice, it's a nice shot. You got some nice train tracks going off yeah. into the distance. A man running in the middle, but it's it's on train tracks. Yeah. And also in the video, there were people there. You know, doing like slow motion shots of them running around the city doing warm ups. They were doing star jumps over the rails. <laughs> I mean, that's just basics. There. If you're doing yeah. star jumps, you want to do it on level ground. Yeah. You don't yeah. want 
an obstacle in the middle if you star jump. No, no, no. And not when it's a train line. So it's hilarious because people then started uh, tweeting Network Rail and the British Transport Police. <laughs> now, it should be said here that this these were actually filmed and shot in France. But the thing is, it was posted by the A6 UK Twitter page. So I think that's where the issue is. If you're promoting it on a UK Twitter feed, then it's sort of creating the idea that, yeah, you can go and run on the railway line. Yeah, no you so there's some great tweets. Mark Atkinson replied to the, the A6 UK post and said, Slow clap, guys. Your PR not exactly flowing at the moment? Question mark. Is the next video going to be set on the hard shoulder of a motorway? <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> and then they've, uh, they've had Network Rail, the actual Network Rail Twitter account, tweeting them uh, because all these people were just t- tweeting uh, Network Rail and saying, look at this, look how dangerous it is. Um, so Network Rail have tweeted them saying, can you please DM us? <laughs> yeah. And British Transport Police has chipped in as well saying, running on any kind of rail line, even if it's disused, is a really bad idea and potentially illegal. Please give us a call. And then Network Rail have said, yes, call us as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the reaction has been really negative on both accounts. Yeah. So it's screwed up everything. So there's negativity about the models and negativity. So they've got models for a start and then they've got the models to run on railway tracks. Yeah. It's like madness. Wouldn't you love to have heard those phone calls between British Transport Police <laughs> and Essex and them saying, well, well what do we do? What's yeah. wrong with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, right, we can't do this. You can't show this because... And yeah. Just spell it out to sort of yeah. PR people. So Liz Rees, who we will be having on our podcast soon, will be one of our guests. We'll we just get anyone on, don't we? Anyone. Tweet us if you want to be on our podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, Liz is, Liz is going to be on. Not because she's anyone, because she's fantastic, of course. But she tweeted saying, according to ASICS, you have to be young, thin and beautiful if you want to run. Also, using models who are clearly underweight in a campaign to encourage healthy living is irresponsible. And I think that was like a, a sentiment that was felt by many mm-hmm. people. Uh, tweeting them because they are really skinny models on the other hand if you've seen uh, some of the Contra stuff recently the new kind of park run related brand stuff <laughs> you know if Paul Sinton Hewitt is listening and he wants to send us anything to try out yeah, we're, yeah. we'll happily do that and we probably won't call it bullshit they use actual real runners um, mm. there's a range of I think there's a huge range of sizes and they, they're not like extra small to XL it's mm. like B, C, D, E, F, G I think mm. and then they give actual sizes mm. uh, gender neutral colours and it's the same cut for both all that kind of thing mm. so that seems like a much more enlightened yeah. way to do it and I think um, Women's Running Magazine as well I think it's Women's Running who on their front covers tend to have quite a diversity mm-hmm. of different women of different shapes and sizes not all white women either you know yeah. there's different um, backgrounds all that sort of thing so there is lots of diversity within running and for ASICs not to reflect that seems a bit, I don't know, outdated, I don't know. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, we've got some more old people of bullshit running news. Yeah, I love the old people. This should be a section. This is the section, the old people Old people news. of bullshit. Probably shouldn't call it old people. It's probably not politically correct to say old people. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you this and you can see okay. how bullshit you think it is. Okay. Uh, Gene Dykes. He ran 2.55 in the Toronto Marathon. Not bad. He's age 70. That's... You he's... know what? I, I don't like the old people section now. Get rid of it. <laughs> he's only 30 seconds off the world record, which is 2.54.48. And that was a 73-year-old man. I think these are big, like, bib mules or something. We need to get marathon yeah. cheat sky on the case of these people. I'm pretty sure they're fairly well covered. Uh, uh... This guy, Gene Dykes, when he was 65, he ran 3.16. So this bastard is improving... <laughs> 
65 to 70, he got 20 minutes quicker. No. See, when I heard 20 minutes, I was expecting his like original time to be like five hours. Yeah. And he'd gone down to like 440 or something. Yeah. That's so, so the fastest person we know that does a marathon did about 255. Right. And he's about 30. <laughs> um, the current record holder, I think it's uh, Ed Whitlock for that age group. He's got loads of um, world records on age grades. Aged 85, he ran a sub four hour marathon. No. <laughs> no, no, just no. No, 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 no. Some interesting older people running stuff as well. Uh, there's evidence suggests people running now should be able to expect to keep running well until the age of 80. Apparently over 2,000 people over the age of 60 ran the London Marathon and over 2,500 people over 60 ran the New York Marathon. This is a really interesting one as well. A regular runner's time should only slow by around 1% a year between the ages of 40 and 80 over any distance. So if you're 40 years old, you run a 50-minute 10K. Aged 80, you can expect to run 1 hour 15. See, that really amazes me because you would expect that there would be a more... A more dramatic yeah. decline in your performance especially when you get above like 60 yeah, this is saying one yeah, percent yeah. a year i mean a 50 minute 10k is kind of it's it's not massively quick mm. it's kind of it's attainable for a lot of people yeah but so that's you know a fairly good to average runner but mm. to be able to still run one hour 15 aged 80 is incredible yeah it seems yeah. really well. I think it said after 80, it does drop off a bit quicker. <laughs> oh, you know, for the final, like, 30 years of your life. Yeah. You're be like... <laughs> but that's amazing. So, you know, there's uh, good news. We can, we can run to our 80 and still be brilliant. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, people will say, like, running will ruin your joints or whatever. But there's lots of evidence, scientific evidence, you know, in actual published academic articles to say that running's really good for your joints. Because it yeah. helps the blood flow to get to your joints. It helps strengthen them. So I can very much believe that if you run and you run consistently, that you will still be able to run when you're 80. You yeah. know, you, you you won't suddenly get to like 60 and can't run anymore because it's really good for you. Yeah, I think as we said before, um, those age records in, you know, 10, 20 years and over, you know, forever are just going to tumble so much because mm. people are living so much longer yeah. and so much healthier. They're mm. going to massively fall down, mm. I think, soon. And another bit of uh, bullshit news here. The half marathon world record is gone. Mm-hmm. 58 minutes 18 and which half marathon that was valencia oh yes yeah, yeah super yeah. flat lovely weather this guy took just under a minute off his own time which he set i think last month in copenhagen last month gosh so it's not as if he's chipped away at it he's taken a minute off to run 58 18 and again he was i saw the finished video and it's similar to the end of the marathon record where he got over the line and just kept running. Because mm. I guess whatever speed he was doing mm. was the absolute best he could do. But instead of collapsing over the line, just carried on mm. in, in, you know, until someone stopped him. It does make me amazing. wonder, is the sub-two-hour marathon actually going to be achievable then? Like, in normal conditions. When Nike yeah. tried it, they said, you know, even if even if we get the sub-two hours, which they didn't, um, it wouldn't really count as a, marath- a marathon world no, record definitely not. because of the nature of it. So I wonder, with times like that, if they are getting quicker, I wonder if sub-two hours might actually be achievable at some point. It's got to be eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, his quote from uh, that was quoted in, I think it was Runner's World here, I realised the race slowed down between the ninth and 10th kilometre, so I decided to step up the pace and go for everything. <laughs> so it was a bit slow. It actually... Sl- I bet if you look at that, I bet it slowed down by like three or four seconds. But his kind of crazy running brain was like, my God, this is slow. I know precisely how slow this is. Just jogging this out. 
So there we go. That's a new target for everyone to aim for. 58.18 for a half marathon. I can't even do one hour 58 at the moment. Oh. So <laughs> Is it because of your old joints? It's because, yeah, it's because of my old joints oh. and because I'm just terribly slow and my knee hurts. Well, you're only going to get worse by 1% a year. That, that's all right then. <laughs> yeah. um, final, very quick piece of bullshit running news. The Venice Marathon flooded. Because of course it did. You ran at high tide in Venice. Well, as well, Venice is supposed to be sinking, isn't it? Yeah. They, they want to try and bring in um, some sort of rule about how many tourists can enter at any one yeah. time during over a period of time because Venice is apparently sinking. So I do wonder whether all future half marathons marathons might be like that soon. <laughs> I was kind of surprised there was a half ma- uh, a marathon in Venice. Because was it a marathon or a half? It was a marathon. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think, well, of course it flooded. It's it's Venice. <laughs> it wouldn't be as fun. You don't want to go to Venice, do a marathon, and have get, keep your feet dry. No, no, no. But no. it was pretty deep. It was like almost shin deep in places yeah. for people. Yeah, I saw people finishing, and that video of people finishing and, and wading through the water. I thought, nope, no. nope. <laughs> That's kind of funny. And now joining us is our very first guest we've had on the podcast. Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, Kate Derrick. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. No worries. This is also my first appearance on a podcast, so that's exciting. Oh, is it? Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you couldn't have picked a better podcast. <laughs> or a worse podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you're our first guest, so all you have to do is uh, set the bar for everyone else. Okay, no, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> no. But I say everyone else, it's just a bunch of people that we know, so it's not like a big deal. <laughs> True. The, well, the reason I thought it'd be good uh, to have you on the podcast, first of all, is your Twitter handle. Uh, you are the Grumpy Jogger. I am, yes. So that kind of seemed appropriate for this podcast, which is extremely negative and, <laughs> uh, and hates running. Yeah, well, I kind of went into running not really liking it. So that's why I picked the name. And uh, I'm a proud, proud owner of that name. Excellent. So let's start there then about you starting running and not liking it. So why did you start running in the first place? It was when I was freelancing, so I think it was like 2016, I think, and instead of going to a studio to work, because I work in animation, I started working from home freelancing, and realised that when you work from home and freelance, you don't really leave the house at all, (laughs) so Mm. um, (laughs) I was getting just really aware that my day was kind of waking up, taking a couple of steps to my computer sitting at my computer for like eight to ten hours and then sitting watching tv and um yeah so I kind of thought I need to go outside and I should probably do something for my fitness because I was doing nothing and I'm quite a cheap person so (laughs) I was like hey running's free cool let's do that and um it just sort of sprang from there and I also started you know as as a way to kind of make it bearable and also help with my creative stuff I was kind of writing a blog at the same time and doing little doodles and sort of combining the two and that's kind of where the grumpy jogger thing and I started drawing people looking really mad as they ran because that's how I was feeling (laughs) and um yeah so it was like a good way to draw more and run more and kind of get out get out of the house really and yeah so from there I was sort of running by myself and then that's when I started getting into park run and that's when I found uh, CDF runners because I was wanting you know kind of social interaction like get going outside was great but you know meeting people would be great too um and yeah that's how I found CDF and yeah that's how the running phase of my life started really 
That's what I love there. So you were kind of on your own and you needed to do something. So you went outside, you started getting active, you started doing park run, you joined a run club, you met a load of people and then you still hated running. <laughs> and is that why you hated running? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, the people, the people make it better. The people definitely make it better. I think like because coming from a background of never really enjoying exercise and like being that kid at school in PE that was always picked last and would rather like you know when you get picked for hockey and you're just like the fielder you just stood at the the middle of the field not doing anything you know just anything except running so um yeah I've always had such a negative connotation with exercise so it was kind of like it's very natural for me <laughs> to kind of I suppose of like running <laughs> is running's particularly shit when you first start out isn't it because I mean you can't breathe your yeah, legs definitely, hurt definitely. and you're just like why am I doing this and it takes like a good few months before it doesn't feel as shit yeah oh 100% and uh for me it was um I had to mask it with music like I the thought of going outside and just listening to like my horrible horrible wheezy breath it had to be masked with music so that was a good that was a good sort of crutch for a while but um as the time has gone by it's become less and less of a necessity um as I say like my mon- my moniker is grumpy jogger and it's really fun to be like oh that's awful but I think if you sort of follow my twitter it's like I'm actually pretty positive about <laughs> about running I think it's like the um it's terrible it feels awful but then once you're done it has that sort of meaning to it you know like has a good feeling and a, a good reason to do it I don't know like a, it's meaningful it's not pleasurable that's the kind yeah, of that is our that is our dirty secret is that you know <laughs> we talk about how terrible running is but we love it really obviously yeah. we, we do it all the time plan our lives around it and we're doing a whole podcast about it and we run when we're injured and yeah. you know yeah, yeah, we yeah, do yeah. all of that stuff but complaining about it is a very key part there is the niche in the market yeah uh, so we've, we've gone for a big time what do you think is the worst thing about running for me it's a kind of like a, a wild card is that I never know how it's going to go. For example, like when I do park run, I can, I can go out the night before, I can have quite a solid hangover and then just run an amazing time or get a PB. But then on the other side of the coin, I can sleep really well and, and eat really good and then go out and have an awful time. And there's no like yeah, rhyme or reason. Yeah, be sick in a bin or something. Yeah, exactly. So like for races, I think... I've always sort of tried to prepare and then it all falls apart. So I don't like that side of it, but I think that might just be my brain rather than blaming it on running. But um... I don't know. I think that's, I think the inconsistency, I do think a lot of people find really frustrating. I was saying this just last week. Is that I'd love to be good enough to plan when I'm going to be good. Yes. Because yes, as you exactly, said, I've just got exactly. no idea. You just have to wait. You have to run the first K or so, and you're like, yeah. nah, not today. <laughs> and then you run, you run like a really good um, training run, and on Strava, you're like, and that was a tempo run, as if you actually planned a tempo run. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. no, you're just feeling particularly like sprightly that day. Definitely. And I think like with um, whenever I try and hit a target pace, I think if I actively try, I'll fail. But then when I don't try, it will just somehow happen, and I'm just like, damn it. But I think that is damn it brain rather than damn it running. But it does tend to just kind of magically happen on race day. That's the thing that is kind of the good thing. No matter how shit you feel, you always do a bit better on a race, I feel. Mm. See, I'm no, I, I'm, I'm... Oh, no. I'm probably the opposite, but I think that's probably just the levels of anxiety just ruining everything. Because <laughs> mm. um, my, I think the half... The, I've only done one half marathon and I had a pretty bad time. So that's probably one of my worst runs, actually. <laughs> Where I think I just did all the things you're not supposed to do, like not sleep that well and then 
start out too fast, the ultimate, ultimate sin, and yeah. then, um, yeah, just sort of lose it, and then refuse to walk, which, like, in hindsight, if I'd probably just walked for a couple of minutes, probably would have had a better time, but my stubbornness meant that I was running less than walking pace for about five miles at the end, so it was a bad time. <laughs> God, you, you're hitting the gym a lot now, though, aren't you? You're doing a lot of well, I, I want to call it cross training, but it seems like it's your main thing now. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel bad being on a running podcast and being like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, after, after leaving Wales, which I was really sad about, I uh, moved to Belfast, and the the weather in Northern Ireland is pretty intense, and uh, we were living right on the seafront, so I did go out for a few runs, but um, it was a very windy place to live <laughs> and um and yeah I didn't didn't really want to go through the sort of finding a new run club and finding a new kind of run tribe because you know I missed you guys so uh you obviously couldn't uh, replace yeah. us no, I, couldn't, I couldn't replace I couldn't replace so you guys. don't bother trying so I didn't try I, like I didn't try you can't win don't try that's, <laughs> give up that's running completely <laughs> <laughs> if you can't run with us you can't run at all <laughs> but yeah this is probably quite controversial because I did I joined a, a strength gym and they did like <sighs> a, a functional movement screening when I joined and um, I told them sort of what I'd been doing and the running and stuff. And they did, I can't, I can't remember all the exercises, but there was one where you had to lift a bar over your head and squat. And they kind of look at your range of movement in your hips and your shoulders and your back and all this stuff. And um, there was a lot of other exercises to do with your hip stability. And uh, when I told the guy, I used to run like, I, I can't remember, probably three, four times a week. And he was just like, oh, no, I wouldn't wouldn't have you running right now. Not with your hips like they are. <laughs> it was just like, what's wrong with my hips, dude? Well, it's like, yeah, it's often the case that runners have weak hips. You wouldn't think it because you feel like you're using your hips. But it is often the case, isn't it, that there's an imbalance where runners have weak hips? Weak hips and lazy butts, right? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that. It seems like the last year, everyone I've known that's got injured, everyone's on glute exercises. It's lazy glutes, yeah. You go to your yeah. physio, you pay them 50 quid a session mm-hmm. and they go, well... Lazy glutes. <laughs> yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, that's what the guy said. So it was like lots of squats and deadlifts and stuff. But um, I did really enjoy it. And, and it had a similar kind of uh, community feel. So shout out to Hybrid in uh, Northern Ireland, Belfast. They were great. And I miss them a lot now that I'm living in London. Well, I remember seeing the video they did for you when you left. And actually, you seem to have, you seem to have had a very good gym experience. I think yeah. you talked earlier about kind of you know women in gym can get a lot of unwanted advice and things like that but you seem to have had a very positive experience well I think that's just kind of what they were all about really like um it was a very sort of leave your ego at the door kind of place there was no mirrors in the gym and there was people from sort of all walks of life there was people who were sort of seasoned uh I don't know like lifters and power lifters there are people who were bodybuilders but then there was also people there joining to like um lose weight and you know get fitter and whatever so and then it was the kind of gym that you went there and there was a, a coaching program so because I didn't know anything you sort of I know what a squat is I knew what a lunge was but then you start getting into like Romanian deadlifts and close grip benches and you know all this stuff where you're like I don't know what that means and so there's always someone to be like this is what that means and so yeah it was good I learned a lot and obviously got stronger and yeah, it's good. Has your has your running improved though? That's the big question. <laughs> the big question. Well, to be or have you just given up? No, 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 no. So <laughs> I I, I've seen the park run times. This is why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Like uh, when I was doing strength training, 
I did see a bit of a difference in uh, my times, but I wasn't running as much, if you know what I mean. Mm. So I wasn't really sort of trying massively. But yeah, because I move around all the time, because that's the life an animator has, um, I'm now living in London and I've left hybrid, which is sad because, you know, they were a good, good gym family. And now, now I moved on to a boxing gym and that wow. <laughs> it's like just trying out all the different stuff. But uh, I feel like with the boxing gym, it's kind of the opposite of the powerlifting gym where powerlifting is all about that one rep and lots of strength and stuff. This is very much crazy cardio. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like I think boxing is all like anaerobic cardio. So mm. it's sprints, sprints, sprints and more sprints, just circuits of two minutes work till you want to throw up stop rest for like 10 seconds and then keep going and i feel like that that's the thing which has uh seen me through to a couple pbs this year so it's good yeah it's a lot of pain i mean it sounds awful i mean mean, congrats on the pb but at what cost (laughs) (laughs) the cost of i don't know i don't know if it's taking years off my life but sometimes it does feel like that but um yeah so like running is bullshit but like boxing can be pretty heavy bullshit as well but Excellent. it goes back to that meaning thing where it's like it's suffering, but afterwards you're like, fuck yeah, I did that. I survived. Cool. Okay, so can we go back a little bit and um, talk about the, the Grumpy Jogger collection? Ah, uh, yes. Because you did quite a lot of them in the end as well. I did. I got up to 55 before I packed it in, which, you know, is pretty impressive. So this was going back to when I started running and I kind of, it, I was using it as a kind of motivation thing to kind of keep going and get people involved. Yeah, I, can't, I don't even remember why I, why I drew the first one, which was me. I just drew a picture of me looking angry whilst running, because that's how I was feeling at the time. And then for some reason, I just cut it out, and I took a picture, and I put it on Facebook. And uh, it, got, it got a fair amount of love, and I was like, yeah, cool. And then the next time I went out, um, my boyfriend ran with me, so I was like, oh, I'm going to draw him, and there's the two of us. And then I think, I can't, I can't remember the order of them, but... Uh, yeah, don't go mine. through all 55. Yeah. <laughs> take a, lot of time. a few friends of mine who run the Pontypridd Park Run. I think we all did a Pontypridd Park Run. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to draw these guys. And then it just kind of snowballed after that. But the only thing I, I stipulated was that, because I had a lot of people trying to just get me to draw them for nothing, you know. And I was like, I know you don't run. I know this is a fact. So I said, you had to you had to friend me on Nike Plus because that's the app I was using at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, you had to send me a picture of you after a run looking really pissed off. Yeah. So those were the two conditions. So I had a few people being like, oh, do you draw grumpy cyclists or do you draw grumpy walkers? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm running. <laughs> well, I do have my grumpy stew still as my Twitter profile. Yeah, and actually popped up on Facebook today. It was two years today so, uh, since you drew me. That's amazing. What so I've got my little grumpy versary together. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I'm glad you still have it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be posting those photos on, on our Twitter as well so people can see them, what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good... Uh, <laughs> it's not good on a podcast to be talking about drawings, but it's you can funny. see them. You, you'll just yeah. click on the show notes and, you know, you can have a look at all these things that we're talking about. Okay, so what's coming up next for you? Are you just going to be boxing and lifting stuff or are you going to try and do some running at some point? Well, I am because a friend of mine uh, signed up for a 10k trail run next year. Ooh, and, adventurous. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's been forever since I've run 10k. In fact, I haven't run over 5k in, I don't know, probably about a year. 
So that's going to be fun. I think trail running as well, the strength training will help with the trail running because I think you use more of like your whole body in that, don't you? To sort of stay upright and balance and all those sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, I like the sound of that. <laughs> um. And it'll also come in handy if there's like a bear or something. Yeah. <laughs> the boxing, you'll just, be able just to box just... box them in the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No bears, you have to be dead, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bears here, so I think we're okay. Oh, really? I thought there were bears in London. <laughs> Not those sort of bears. Uh, <laughs> different website, I'm thinking. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much, Kate, for being our first ever guest. Hope it wasn't too bad for you. It was fun. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Kate's intermittent running career, you can follow her at <laughs> Grumpy Jogger on Twitter. That's me. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Amy, so what is next for you in your running life? Uh, well, I mentioned this last time, but it is literally this Friday coming, is the Sevenbridge Five Miler. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Haven't actually got any other races booked. So after that, it's just, you know, thinking ahead to the Ultra. I'm not going to talk about the Ultra too much on this podcast, of course. You're not doing it I right. I mention it every single episode. I'm doing yeah. an Ultra, by the way, guys. I'm also just working on building my mileage back up after coming back from injury. So that's it, really. No other official races. That's really such. boring. I know, I'm a really boring runner. I just go out, do my little run, come back, you know, nothing really exciting. How about you? I'm also doing that race, which would be quite fun. Mm -hmm. If you want to know something really exciting I'll be doing in a couple of weeks, I'll be going to a Welsh Athletics Conference. That's pretty exciting. Okay, so this is the one where I'm supposed to be going. I applied for tickets because it was limited tickets, wasn't it, that were available for free. And I didn't receive a confirmation email, so I assume maybe... I put my email address in wrong because it's one of those things where they only let you type your email in once. So I thought, yeah. oh, maybe I've not, I've misspelt it. So I emailed them saying, where's my ticket? And I haven't heard anything back. So I'm not going. <laughs> well, perhaps they don't allow ladies at athletic conferences. No, no, I mean. Or if you did go, it'd be a shorter period. They don't want to encourage me running in case my no. womb falls out or something, yeah. you know? It's a, it's a very real danger. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a complicated thing. Leave it to the men. Yeah. <laughs> my little mind wouldn't quite <laughs> grasp it. Um, I have made a stupid plan because I need to take a load of time off uh, before the end of the year. And so I thought I'd try and fill in some gaps on the Wales coast path. So Ah. I've been making plans and drawing maps. That was the main thing I wanted to do. I'm not too fussed about the actual running and walking. I just like making maps. So I'll be doing in like three legs from like Chepstow all the way to Cardiff at some point in the next few weeks. Cool. So is it that continuously? No, I do like one every couple of weeks or something. Just go, I've taken lots of little bits yeah, of time off. Yeah, yeah, But I can't take time off without having something to do because I'll go right. mad. Of course. So, you know, w- running, walking from like Newport to Cardiff seems like a good idea and a good way to fill that in. I do want to, my ambition is eventually to run the whole thing, like, continuous. Yeah. Like, run between like Airbnbs or whatever. I'm not camping. I don't do camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not that much of an adventurer, but I'd plan like a route around the whole Welsh coastal, Welsh coastal path and it would be like between Airbnbs and oh, that does sound good I mean it sounds like bullshit but it sounds really good yeah yeah that is my sort of future ambition I'm thinking like right if I'm still in my current job and I can only take off like 32 days I'm like planning it in my head yeah. thinking I'd have to run this many miles in one day and at the moment it just seems like ridiculous but one day yeah I'm going to do the whole thing all at once good idea uh, if you want to get in touch with us please tweet us at running is BS yep and also on Facebook where we are running is bullshit 
I think so. And then on Gmail, <laughs> running is bull. We might be running is BS on Facebook, actually. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Search on Facebook. Google us. Search us on Facebook. Search for us on Twitter. We will be there. <laughs> it's really well planned. Well done. <laughs> really really good, good call to action there. Just, just put it into Google. <laughs> As usual, we want to know what is bullshit. Um, have you ever shit yourself on a run and have you ever had some nasty chafing oh photos as well would be lovely I know it's a podcast but we can share them no 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 don't send us your photos (laughs) send us your photos DM them to Stuart he really wants to see them for his collection oh yes (laughs) thank you very much for listening we'll speak to you again soon bye bye Scabby scabby butt crack, scabby scabby butt crack, we love you. And our scabby scabby butt crack, scabby scabby butt crack loves us too.